Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, children. Welcome to season two, episode eight of the On My Dime On Your Time podcast. This episode is featuring Alan Michael. You can follow on Instagram at A L G O U V E I A. I believe I got that right. If I got it wrong, sorry, but it's linked in the show notes of the podcast and it's at the end of the podcast as well. Super chill conversation. He, the guy's from Toronto as well, which is crazy. Like, I never really do this, but I was looking at the location tag on Instagram and one of his outfits popped up and I'm like, all right, cool. This guy has good style. So I gave him a follow and yeah, and now he's on the podcast. Like I said, super chill conversation. We talk about content creation on YouTube and a little bit about like composing an outfit and like proportions and silhouette because that's a topic that's really interesting to me and I think it'll provide a lot of value to the listeners as well. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm not going to plug the episode anymore. If you want to see more episodes like this, follow me on Instagram at on my dime on your time podcast or on or at ISAVVLLV for some like maybe seven out of 10 fit picks. Uh, I'm getting better, uh, kind of a small wardrobe right now. So but we're making it work. Anyways, enjoy the episode. All right. So I saw your interview on the Fashion Collective podcast. Shouts out. Shouts out to the boy. And you did talk a little bit about your style progression. So like, t- give me a little bit of a rundown on that. Just a little, just like really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started out, I was, uh, I was very heavily influenced by, you know, the hype culture, you know, like when Yeezys were coming out and everyone was wearing like the ultra boosts and like the common projects with the skinnies. So I was very easily influenced by um, that part of like the fashion realm. I felt like that was probably one of the most, it wasn't the most keen idea for people to get into fashion and styling and to be very easily influenced by uh, what's the most popular trend, because then you just kind of, it's like you go straight into the deep end, right? Like then you realize like, yo, my whole closet is all hype. It's all like the same silhouette. It's everything. And then you're like, you don't really have too much to play with. Right. Um, So I learned from like that aspect of like when I started that like investing a lot into like, you know, the Yeezy hype culture and like the off-white like uh, Caravaggio tees, you always get the same look, right? But after that, I kind of started to uh, progress more into the uh, silhouette style where I would try to branch off and really try to, um, you know, expand on, you know, if I was starting off with bottoms, I'd have like skinny jeans, I'd start moving into like the slim cuts. And then I'd start moving into the, you know, uh, boot cuts or wide leg trousers, and then progress into like the crop trousers. And then you really start to like learn like, okay, my body looks good, um, you know, in the slimmer version of like, uh, pants or like, you know, I really like the way I look with cropped uh, denim or cropped trousers, you know, paired up with some nice boots. And I feel like it's all kind of just trial and error, right? Like you really just got to, you know, try different silhouettes, different brands and really just feel like, okay, this brand works with me. I like their, you know, I like their products. This, you know, uh, color scheme really works well for me. It's just like trial and error. And I can tell you, I've had so many errors when it comes to like buying certain brands and certain clothes. Like I, and you know what, like, I don't regret it because it, it put me in the place I'm at right now in terms of like my style. I feel like I don't have a designated style. Like I don't really have one that I really like graduate, um, uh, gradually like just 
you know, uh, go to because I feel like I, I just appreciate all branches of, of style, right? Like all different types of trends. So, I mean, like, I don't know, man, like I don't really have like a daily uniform, like right now, like I'm kind of just, you know, in like some vintage clothing, but I mean, maybe later on tonight, if I'm going out with my girlfriend or whatever, you know, I'll just put on some like more, you know, luxurious pieces or whatever. So, I mean, um, yeah, man, uh, lots of trial and error. And I can definitely say that, you know, I, I learned a lot from, you know, some of the pieces I bought from the past that were mistakes. And it's just, it is what it is, you know, you just learn, right? Absolutely. Yeah. When I was doing a bit of research for this interview, I watched like all your videos on YouTube. I did a bit of creeping on your comment section on Instagram. And a yeah. lot of people were saying that like, oh, the proportions of this outfit are super nice. Love the silhouette of this, of like all the mm -hmm. pieces like going together cohesively. That's something I don't really understand. So I was just wondering if you would give me like a quick, like a crash course on like outfit proportions or like the silhouettes in an outfit. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to proportions, I think everybody really needs to consider that not everyone has the same body type, right? Like, I don't know how tall you are, or what's your weight or anything like that. But I mean, I was listening to your interview with uh, Stevie Saleh, I believe it was. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't want to butcher his uh, last name or anything. But he mentioned that he doesn't like the way he looks in skinny jeans because he feels like he was too a little too short for and it just looked kind of off, right? So it kind of alludes back to my uh, last point where I feel like you got to do like the trial and error, right? Where you need to figure out, okay, like, do I look good in skinny jeans or do I look better in you know, wide leg trousers. So for me, I feel like I have like a medium build. So I'm like, I'm not too short, but I'm not like too tall. So I feel like right now I'm kind of in that space where I can really start to experiment with, you know, different silhouettes and proportions, right? So um, the way I like to kind of describe proportions is where, let's say you're six feet, right? Or yeah, six feet, 5'11", whatever. And um you know, you're saying, okay, I want to start, you know, wearing like crop denim or crop trousers, right? When you put on a pair of crop trousers or crop pants or whatever, um, you need to have like that, that cut where it's not too low, but it's not too high as well, right? So that's where you really need to figure out the proportions where like, to be honest, I just bought a pair of Raph Simmons uh, crop denim and the proportion on that jean, like that pair of pants, it didn't work out at all because the the hem of the pants was literally sitting right, like right on top of my uh, derbies, whereas opposed I'd wanted to like have at least like three or four inches above my derbies, right? So I mean, like, that's probably, I don't want to say like, that's the best way to describe the proportions and whatnot. But I mean, like there's, you know, when you move up to the uppers, right, where if you're like a wider built gentleman or a lady, um, when you're buying into like, you know, let's say some sweaters or knitwear, um, the best way to do the proportion is you want to have a wider, boxier top. And then you kind of want to just have it flow down to the trousers where um, you don't want to just completely dive into like skinny denim or skinny trousers you want to have like a nice flow where it's like okay your your top or your outerwear is nice and boxy it's a little oversized so you want to have make sure the bottoms are you know along the same lines of that same silhouette where it's like a little flowy uh you know it could be somewhat slim uh you don't want to just go straight into skinny because then it's going to look a little off right 
where you have like a nice flowy top and then all of a sudden you're wearing like skinny bottoms. I don't really know if that that really kind of explains it too much, but I mean like when it when I think of an outfit, I want it to have some sort of cohesiveness, right? Like I want it to have if I'm wearing like a boxy top or a nice flowy top, I need the bottoms to really complement, you know, my upper or vice versa, right? I can't just wear like this insanely boxy t-shirt and then all of a sudden I'm wearing like this you know uh wide leg crop trousers and then all of a sudden you're looking at the outfit from afar and then you're like you know it doesn't work right so um again like back to what I alluded before it's like trial and error so I mean like like I said when I look in my closet I feel like I have so many different types of cuts of clothing and like silhouettes and whatnot so um I just, I don't know, man, I like to play dress up and I like to see what works out for me. So I feel like if there's a shirt that looks good with, you know, um, regular cut denim or regular cut uh, trousers and, uh, you know, I'm putting on this hoodie and then the hoodie's a little too oversized and and then all of a sudden the outfit's kind of just thrown off, right? So, um, you know, it's it's just trial and error, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, the reason I asked that is because like, I like I'm I'm posting on Instagram just like for fun kind of thing and yeah. a couple of the outfits right like it looks good like I hate like this is kind of such a cliche but it looks good in the mirror and it looks proper but like in the photo it just yeah. doesn't look right like I have an outfit in my that I'm thinking of right now like I'm like I'm six foot like one and some change and I have like mm. a fairly like like a try like a v-shaped build but yeah, yeah 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 in the photo I look like short and like narrow so I'm just like I don't mm. know what what happened here but it, it, i think i need to experiment more 100 percent. yeah and i think like you said where you you see your body shape where it's like almost like a v right so a lot of people they have like i know for a fact like i know this one guy um he has like wide broad shoulders and but he's really skinny right mm-hmm. so like when he wears like boxy tees like it looks good because it it doesn't show that his shoulders are really like boxy because the shirt's already boxy and it doesn't show that his body has like that v shape you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so i feel like wearing boxy tees for a body type like that is really suiting because you're kind of just creating like an illusion you know what i mean where it's like if you're wearing skinny t-shirts or more fitted t-shirts or even dress shirts for that example like you'll see how their body shape just really like it's like oh wow like he's got really broad shoulders and like his you know, his torso is like really like narrow or whatever, right? So I feel like it's things like that where, like I said, you just need to try certain silhouettes on like boxy tees or slim fits and, you know, really just look in the mirror and be like, yo, this this looks good on my body. Like, you know, and I'm not trying, it's not about body shaming or anything because, you know, uh, I personally think that I don't really look too good in skinny jeans. Like I said, my, my, my thighs are a little bit thicker. Um, but I mean, I like the way I look in like, you know, more slim fit and more like regular cut wide fit trousers, just because I feel like it creates that illusion that I don't have, um, you know, really thick thighs or, but at the same time, like I have like no calves. So it looks weird. Right. So, I mean, like, it's just like, you've really got to see like, yo, does skinny jeans look good on me? No. Okay. Let me move up a bit on the scale in terms of like, you know, the silhouette. So you move from skinny to slim to regular to wide to flared. And then you can go into like the Yoji Yamamoto phase where you're wearing like, you know, these like huge, like wide trousers and like, it's almost like a skirt sort of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you just got to learn, right? You got to learn to to play around with your body type and, and 
I see what looks good on you. So definitely, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm a fellow member of team no Cav, So I understand, I understand the struggle. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. (laughs) I was wearing some skinny jeans with boots and it's just like, it like it's like it become like a carrot fit and i'm just like this isn't this isn't working for me i need to yeah plants, man. i don't know but here's my thing to you though it's like what would you are you like a skinny jeans type of guy like what would you move towards next if like you feel like skinny jeans isn't for you well like i have a fairly i don't know like i have more pants than i have pretty much anything else in my wardrobe like i have like yeah. i have my flares i have my like wide i have my straight i think straight looks the best on me yeah, but I feel like I need a pair of like like solid skinny jeans, and like I've outgrown like the pair that I have currently. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, tell tell me a little bit about like your inspirations, like in styling. I'm I'm not sure if you like you look at runway shows very often, or if you like you look at influencers too much for like for style inspiration, or like maybe give me some inspirations for content creation as well. If if like in styling is not really your thing. Yeah. Um. I think for me, when it comes to, when it comes to like inspo, um, I like to do a lot of um, like research on websites. Like I find myself a lot on like Essence, like looking at the way like the new products are being styled and I'll be on Farfetch and I'll do the same thing where I'm like looking through. And I feel like Essence is very different from a lot of um, like foot sites or like retailers, I should say, sorry. Um, or online retailers, because I feel like they take more of a uh, runway and like model-esque approach, as opposed to like, if you were to go on Farfetch, it would be like styled more um, like appropriately. Like it would just be like more regular styled outfits. You know what I mean? As opposed to Essence where you like, you look at them and you, you see like the way things are being styled. It's just, you can see that these things literally look like it came from the runway but at the same time, like it's different in that aspect because they mix it with different brands as well, right? Um, but I also do like I I'm on Vogue website all the time, and I'm looking at like uh, you know the latest runways, or even like um, they have shows from like the past too as well, where I'll dive into like the past and really just look at like some of the runway shows. Um, you know, one of my favorite brands is uh, Raf Simmons. So like, I love looking at the way they have like their archive shows, like the consumed collection, the riot, 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 and then the waves. Like those are like my three favorite like lines of all time. Um, So I feel like it, that's why I feel like my style is very like diverse because I like to look in different timelines of like fashion, you know, all the way from like the seventies, like the vintage 70 retro looks and um, you know, even like the futuristic, like Rick Owens looks, right? Um, So I feel like I do spend a lot of time like online, just looking at the way things are being styled and just trying to draw a little bit of inspiration, but not too much because I don't want to mimic, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like one of the worst things that uh, I did when I started out like in like fashion and styling was um, getting too much influence from like the main Instagram accounts. Cause then I felt like I was buying pieces that they were already wearing that they already styled. And then I would try to put on the exact same outfit. And then it's like, what am I doing, man? Like this guy's got like 500,000 followers. I got like 300 followers and I'm literally trying to make the same outfit and just trying to, or just hope to attract like what he's attracted, you know? Um, So I feel like if you're starting out in Instagram, um, don't, 
not get influence because you need to draw some sort of influence from, you know, whether it's social media or, uh, you know, just your day-to-day life and whatever, even TV shows. Um, I think it's important to really make sure that you're true to yourself and you're buying things that you like and buying things that are proportionate to your body as well. You know what I mean? So, um, I mean, those are certain like key points that I would just really emphasize on if you're getting started out into, you know, style and like fashion um, is to really make sure that you're not heavily influenced by other influencers, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah, man, that's pretty much, did I answer your question? Yeah. You did. <laughs> yeah. Um, the temptation is real though. Like I try and stay fairly like not different from anybody else because every, everything's kind of already been done at this point. But like, yeah, I went on, I, I like as a bit of a joke with myself kind of thing, I did, I was like, okay, I'm going to dive headfirst in this workwear thing, this whole yeah. day aesthetic. And those photos did considerably better than all of my other ones. And I'm just like, oh, that's the temptation is so real, but like, it just doesn't make sense to like follow that trend if it's not something I'm hundred percent about. Exactly. Isn't it crazy how, like, I feel like this is kind of what's wrong with society. No, I don't want to say what's wrong. Cause I don't want to get like too, like, you know, political or anything. But I feel like the moment people try something and they attract a lot of attention, they just hop on that bandwagon. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying like, like in terms of anything in life, but I mean, like I seen so many accounts do like this quick 180 from like, they had like their personal style. And then all of a sudden they like see that it's, slowly starting to change and then they do like this 180 and then all of a sudden they go from like this workwear into like this whole minimalistic like vibe and it's like yo like last last month you were like this you know you had this like cool profile and then all of a sudden you just jump into like this you know uh minimal like architectural like vibe. I don't know man like it's just I feel like once people get a taste of like you know like the Gatorade they they, they just want to like dive in you know and it's like you got to stay true to what you like, man. Like if you like this, you stay with it, but you know, and look, man, I'm not going to lie to you. There's been times where I've been tempted and I've bought things because I saw that it was trendy. And I saw that, you know, a lot of people were getting love for that piece that they wore in their picture. And then I'm like, yo, like, I like it too. Let me buy it. I bought it. I didn't really wear it too much or I didn't use it too much. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, now it's time to get rid of it. And like, you know, it it's just, it's funny how it works, right? Like, I don't know, man. That's just, that's just my opinion. Man. <laughs> yeah. I was speaking to another YouTuber and like, we touched on something similar and you touched on it as well. It's like you bought a piece or like an individual buy a piece, but then they try and mimic like what the pros are doing or like what larger accounts exactly. are doing. And you're not yeah. putting anything else like for, you're not putting anything new into the world. So it just doesn't make sense for you to buy that piece, man. Exactly. That happened to me with the Jordans, like the neutral grays. I was like, I really want to get these. I'm going to try and get them. And I was like, okay, it's not even worth it because I'm just going to style it like everybody else. And it's just not going to end well. It's just not going yeah, to end yeah, 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 yeah. I feel you on that, brother. Yeah. Um, I know you said earlier you don't really have like a daily uniform, but the the concept of having a capsule wardrobe is something that's very interesting to me, especially like in, in, like in, in quarantine, like I'm always in this hoodie kind of thing. I kind of want to like carry that forward sort of when all this opens up eventually. Yeah, so I was wondering, like, if you had to pick a daily uniform, what pieces in your current wardrobe would it consist of? Um, hmm. 
That's a good question. Do you want like the specific pieces in my wardrobe? Uh, whatever you feel comfortable with sharing. Like, yeah, man. Um, I have the Yeezy presidential hoodie. That is literally the most comfy and the most insulated hoodie I have. The purple one. I would wear, yeah, the purple one. Yeah. Um, just, you know, uh, a short brim, like beanie, um, the Yeezy hoodie, um, my undercover flare trousers. I love that. And honestly, for footwear, I would probably just use my wave runners, man. I love my wave runners. I feel like the thing about the wave runners for me, and I, I know I'm going to get a little off topic. Um, I don't know if you remember, but when the rave runners were like shown like to the public for the first time, everybody hated it. And I feel like that footwear, like that, those shoes really showed me to just kind of buy what I like. And I saw so many people hating on those shoes. And when people found out that they went up for pre-order, so there wasn't going to be like that hype thing where it like would sell out in seconds. Um, people didn't buy it. Like I remember the pre-orders were sitting for like 30, 40 minutes on the, wow. on the foot site. Mm. Yeah. So like when I got it, all of a sudden, you know, all these celebrities started wearing it. Like I remember like offset was like styled in it and uh, a bunch of other celebrities and I had it already in hand and I was like, yo, this is my favorite shoe. And I still have it to this day. Um, and then the value of the shoe just skyrocketed. It went up to like 1500 bucks for like a pair of shoes that was sitting on the website for like 40, 45 minutes. But it, 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 the point of this is like, those shoes really showed me like, yo, if you like something and even though it's not hyped up or it's not like sought after or anything, just buy it. Like don't, or just wear it or whatever. It doesn't have to be like designer or anything. It could be anything in, in life, you know, just if that's what you want to do, if that's what you want to buy, if that's what you want to wear, then go for it, you know? And I feel like, that's kind of when I did like a 180 and just kind of told myself, yo, like buy things that you like, don't buy things because you're influenced from others, you know, like, just like you said, the Air Jordan neutral grays, like those are hyped up. Right. But you're going to see people pop off with the fits on uh, with the shoes anyway. So, I mean, like, I don't know, man, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy how, how, you know, we are so easily influenced and, uh, um, people really start to stray away from like who they are and they try to put on like a front, like there's somebody that they're not, uh, whether it's Instagram or, you know, even YouTube for that matter. Um, I feel like if you're making YouTube content and you're not who you are, I feel like people are going to catch on to that, you know? So I just try to stay myself and just really, uh, put out content that I like and show, you know, showcase clothes and pieces that I, I personally would wear myself, you know? So uh, yeah, sorry. I, I know I strayed off a bit. I apologize. <laughs> no, no need to apologize. That's why I love this new crop of YouTubers coming up, like like yourself, like you have Sierra Parker. I know she's like a friend of your channel. She's a friend of like yeah. class as well. Yeah. A lot of other people. I love this new this new group that's coming up. It's they, they have like a real passion for clothes and it really shows in like the content they create. I feel like I feel like COVID really gave people a chance to like I know like COVID sucks and everything, but I feel like it also gave people an opportunity to, to take time out of the day because I feel like a lot of people use the excuse, oh, I'm too busy or I don't have time for that, you know? Um, so I feel like with COVID and, you know, people having to stay home or work from home or whatever, you've been given the gift of time, you know, whether you want to start working out or whether you want to really decide on your career 
or you know uh for me i spent a lot of time like uh trying to you know pick out my my essentials in my wardrobe and really try to um you know revolve around that like what can i add to my wardrobe to really complement you know uh these pieces i started making more youtube content and i feel like slowly but surely it's going to start paying off like I, i'm starting to see a, a a nice turnaround on my youtube um and i feel like i have covid to thank for that even though i i hate using covid and thankful in the same sentence mm-hmm. um but i feel like because i'm you know uh been given the gift of time um i was able to work more on my youtube i was able to work on myself um and i feel like uh you know i'm not the only one like you said uh sierra parker i'm sure she uh you know i i noticed her youtube channel during covid um and she just popped off man she was posting like every single day and then all of a sudden now her youtube channel is doing extremely well so i i give her honestly shout out to her man um and there's a lot of other youtubers that are doing the same thing where they they you know during covid they have time on their hands let me make youtube channel let me you know post more on instagram so i feel like it's a good thing you know to a certain extent i'm not going to dive into like you know the analytics of like what covid's done to people but yeah. i mean on the other aspects i mean it's not too too bad mm. you make the most of the situation yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah this podcast is born from covid 100% right yeah see there you go definitely there you go mm. The thing I like the most about your Instagram, I think, besides the outfits obviously, is like the locations that you use for the photos. I think you like pay more attention to that than the average person who's doing it on Instagram. And I know you have and I know you have a video on your channel about like going for like outfit like locations for outfit photos. I was just wondering if you could give me like a checklist for finding a good spot to take outfit photos if those if the things that you said in that video have changed since then. Um yeah, um that you know you're are you are you from toronto too i am yeah you're from toronto okay so i feel like for me living i don't live in toronto i live like 30 minutes from the city but i feel like for me when i when i put on a, a, when i get an outfit ready and i know i'm going to like go do a fit pick or whatever um i always head down to toronto because i feel like toronto's kind of broken into like sectors you know what i mean mm-hmm. where you have like the the kind of ghetto end where you can wear like more grungy clothes and have like the the ghetto part of like the city kind of suit your grunginess of your outfit and then you can move into like the mid tiers where like you can have a little bit of like grunginess but also like a little bit of like that minimalism or a nice color um and then you can move into like the financial district of Toronto where you can have like that you know uh nice tones where it's like the grays the whites the metallics or whatever um so i feel like for me when i when i think of uh creating an outfit pick or um you know just even youtube content like if i'm doing a vlog or wherever um i always like to consider if i'm wearing like for example all black i like to you know find a setting that complements an all black outfit whether it's like you know a a white wall or a yellow wall or you know just you know some cool scenery in the background um So I have like this fit picture that I'm going to be posting either today or tomorrow or whatever and I'm wearing like full black like I'm wearing like black head to toe and I found like this dope like um corner where it's like a yellow wall so I feel like the black just looks like it's coming at you you know what I mean so I feel like those are things that I really have to like 
take into consideration if I'm wearing like all black, I'm not going to stand in front of like an all black wall because then you're going to look like kind of blending in. You're not going to see like the outfit, uh, the proportions of the fit. It's just going to kind of just like uh, mesh together with the wall. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I feel like Toronto, I, I mean, I know you probably know for yourself as well. It's it's easy to find locations because I feel like Toronto is such a diverse city. Um, they have so many great locations. It's not like if you're going to Mississauga or like, uh, for that matter, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's very bland. You got the buildings on like a side of the city, you got like the homes on the other side and then it's just how it is. Right. But Toronto is like, it's just scattered. Like it's, it's beautiful all over Toronto. So I feel like it's easy, man. I just drive around and I'm like, okay, I like that spot. Let's park the car, even though parking in Toronto is the worst. So I feel like I've spent hundreds of dollars parking my car to find a location to like compliment my outfit. But I mean, like, it's fun, man. I enjoy doing it. You know, after a fit pick, we'll grab some food downtown and like, it becomes like, it just becomes like a tradition, you know? So I, I, I don't know, man. I enjoy it. You know, hundred percent, man. hundred yeah. percent. I'm going to use, I'm going to, I can't wait to go downtown as soon as, as soon as it's all. I know. Over. I know, man. Yeah. But I can't wait now, to go I'm shopping, stuck. bro. Yeah, I know. For now I'm stuck with the wall outside my house, but it's, 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 it's <laughs> <laughs> i see yo it's, it's I, I like the aesthetic you created on your instagram man it's just like it's i feel like you're not i'm not trying to like you know uh boost you up or anything like i don't want you to think that because okay. we're talking like face to face but i feel like you're not trying to to copy you're doing your own thing you know what i mean and you're saying yeah, like oh it's just a yeah. simple wall you know what I mean? But it's, bro, it doesn't matter if it's a simple wall or anything. It's your own thing. It's, it's your wall. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like people feel like, yo, like this guy's taking a picture on a cobblestone wall. Like I need to go find a cobblestone wall right away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, who cares, man? If you feel like this wall looks good on your Instagram profile or whatever, just stick to it. As long as you're posting content you like, you're trying to showcase your outfits and whatnot. That's all that matters. You know what I mean? But the moment you start seeing people posting like, coffee mugs on their instagram it's like you don't even drink coffee like why are you posting this you know what i mean like people just i'm telling you man people are just so easily influenced by instagram and social media that they feel the need to do the exact same thing too and i honestly i i commemorate the people that you know do their own thing and they're like the pioneer of like whatever they do on instagram if that's what you do and that's what you like man I salute you for that. Honestly, that's for me, I'd rather follow somebody with a hundred or 500 followers than follow, you know, a guy that I've seen his profile like a million times on other profiles, but he's got like 50 K subs or whatever. I'd rather follow the, you know, uh, smaller account. If I'm going to draw more inspiration from it, I'm going to follow you. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's just how I see it, man. Yeah. Thank you for what you said. And I really appreciate that. No, no problem, bro. Dude, it was so joke. Cause like when I started like building sort of that wall photo, I got DM saying, "Yo, where'd you? Where's that wall? Yo, where's yeah, you right? that wall?" I'm like, "Yo, it's outside <laughs> my house, man." Like, <laughs> it's funny. The guy was from Toronto as well, so I'm like, "Yo, it's it's outside my house." Like, I'm not like it's not that, it's not that deep. Um, I'm gonna have to reach that wall though. Yeah, you know, yo, I'm gonna come take absolutely. a fit pick on that wall. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um. Give me like three or four pieces of value for any individuals who want to start a YouTube channel. Ah, what do you mean by pieces of value? Like, um, what do you mean? Explain that. Like maybe like find, like find a niche. And I don't want to like put words in your mouth, like find a niche and stick to it kind of thing. Like 
this is the sort of uh yes yeah, like find a niche kind of thing and maybe like the, the type of the way to like con like be more confident on camera kind of thing maybe like a few things like that like like in terms okay. of how to create content yeah yeah um so i mean one thing i if you're not if you're not outgoing if you're not like a positive attitude or positive character um i don't really necessarily think in or in instagram youtube is for everybody because it's not yeah. you need I, I can give you some very key attributes and very key factors uh you need when you're starting a youtube channel um the first one i would recommend is to have thick skin because yeah. not to say that you know um every channel is going to get hate or whatever but if your channel does pop off and you start to really start to see like an increase in growth in your channel what comes with growth and success is hate and you're going to start to get criticism regardless of who you are regardless of the content you put out you're going to get people that are going to come at you and say hey man or i don't, I don't want to get into like the comments or anything but they're going to really start to come at you and i feel like if you're not strong like a strong-minded person and you you don't take criticism well that can really affect you like personally and mentally right so i feel like whenever you put yourself on the internet you have to know and you have to be ready for any type of backlash mm -hmm. and if you're not ready for it youtube's not for you because i feel like that's the sector where you would get the most backlash because you're literally making videos whether it's live videos on YouTube or whether it's, you know, just content in general. Right. So I feel like that's super important to have thick skin and just to be really strong minded. Um, the second one I would really recommend people is to have a, a, a good personality, right? You need to be a people's person. You need to have like this fun energy to you. You need to have good vibes because the moment you upload videos and then all of a sudden you're like monotone, you're like, Hey guys, how's it going? Alan here. Welcome back. Not people are just gonna be like, yo, I don't want to subscribe to this. You know, you not you need to have like that welcoming energy. You need to have that positive energy, right? Um, so that's my second point. Um, what other points are there for a YouTube channel? You need to have good work ethic for sure. You need to have uh, you know, um, you need to have that willingness to create good content and you have to be very consistent with your content because you can't expect, you know a video a month or a video every two months to just kind of catapult your channel into like, you know, success or stardom or whatever you want to have it come out of. Right. Um, you really need to work hard. You need to grind, but at the same time, you need to make good content. Right. Um, and you need to find your niche, which is what you were saying, right? Like you need to find what people want to see from your channel and what attracts viewers to your channel. So for me, I feel like when I look at my videos and I check the analytics often, I feel like my recent pickup videos do quite well. And my, I only have a few of the how-to style videos, but I feel like the how-to style videos do well on my channel as well. And I feel like that carries on over to my Instagram. So if I post a how-to style video or a recent pickups video, um, I'll always see like a fluctuation of like, or an increase of followers on my Instagram as well. So I feel like, those and I actually do in, uh, enjoy creating those videos. I like making the recent pickups because I get to show how I style them. I like to make the how to style videos because I feel like, you know, if you are looking for inspo, if you feel like you're kind of 
you know, uh, stuck on this wall where you can't break through and you don't know how to style certain pieces. Uh, hopefully the videos that I posted could help you, right? That's another uh, point as well. You need to find the niche. And for the last one, the last point, I'd probably say time management. Like you need to have good time managing skills because I feel like if you're the type of guy that, or type of person, I should say, that isn't good with timing, you're going to find yourself, you need to, to find a schedule that works well for you. So for me, making videos in the morning is optimal because of lighting and because of my mood. So I feel like when I wake up, I'm a, I'm a morning person, right? So I wake up, I'm in a good mood right away because I'm alive. I woke up alive. You know what I mean? So I feel like I'm just a good uh, morning person. So when I wake up, I feel like that's when I, I'm in the mood to make content. Not when I come home from work, it's dark outside. The lighting is going to be, you know, uh, trash in my room. I got to whip out the ring lights and everything. So I feel like if you have a good schedule, you're good with time management, you have a good work ethic, you're a people's person, you have good energy. Um, those are all things that will create a successful YouTube channel, regardless of even of the content. If you're a good person, if you have, like I said, just a fun energy, a good vibe, people are going to latch onto that. You know what I mean? Even if your editing isn't like a one, people don't really care about that. You know, they care about, you know, enjoying watching good content. So, I mean, like, those are things that I would really consider if you're, um, if you're looking to create a YouTube channel is, you know, key attributes and, uh, factors like that for sure. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. You touched on this in the beginning of our conversation where you said that you were sort of pushed to buy clothes that you necessarily didn't like in, like for yourself because of the mm -hmm. popularity that they saw on Instagram be, or maybe on YouTube as well. And I yeah. think it's one of the one of the issues with the current climate on YouTube where, like you said, recent pickups videos and styling videos do extremely well. Yeah. Like, where am I going with this? Uh, has that, like, a lot of the that's kind of something something that stopped me from starting a youtube channel myself is like i don't really i'm like i'm a, I'm a university student i don't got the money to buy like all these clothes and stuff so like mm -hmm. i feel like that's an issue that i don't know i think that's an issue with the current climate of youtube i think that's going to be that's something that might stop a lot of individuals from starting a youtube channel as well i'm not yeah sure. i'm just i see what you're saying i see what you're saying like i think you're trying to get at well not that you're trying to get at but i feel like people when they want to start a YouTube channel, they, th this is kind of what I allude to, like back into how influenced people are. I feel like people think they need to have, mm -hmm. um, you know, the latest and greatest Rick Owens or latest and greatest Raph Simmons to start a YouTube channel, to uh, attract those viewers, to get that clickbait. Right. Um, and I get that. I get what you're saying. I think that's what you were trying to say where you, you feel like people need to have like that um, initial kickstart where it's like, yo, check out my new Raph Simmons, check out my new Rick Owens, like for their first YouTube video. And that's for me, I think that's kind of how I started my YouTube channel. I can't even lie to you. I think my first video was a vlog buying the waiting in line and buying the new Yeezy season uh, collection, buying some of the pieces from the collection. Right. And I later found out that that's not always the best content, you know, to create thinking that you're going to get that clickbait by saying, Hey man, I spent this money at this store and I bought this and I bought that. Right. 
um, if you're interested in fashion, if you're interested in styling, like, I know you're saying like you're a university student and you don't really have like the, the money to spend on like the latest, you know, whatever designer clothes or whatever. But I feel like you also like you have good style, right? And I feel like you can also attract, you know, a great audience because you're not bawling out on the newest and latest and greatest. You're, you're, you have, I don't want to say you have a budget or anything because I'm not trying to put you in that, in that box. But I feel like if you're creating this awesome style like you have, right, and you're not breaking bank on the pieces you have, that says a lot. You know what I mean? I feel like when people shop off the mannequin, that says nothing to me because it's like, first of all, you're not doing anything special because you're buying off the mannequin. You're literally buying the whole outfit that was styled on the mannequin and you're literally doing yourself. That shows nothing to me. Wearing Gucci head to toe, that shows nothing to me because Gucci created a line that, you know, all the pieces are going to work together regardless. So that shows nothing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you start diving in like to the vintage culture and into like, you know, uh, workwear clothing, and then you all of a sudden you're putting together like these masterful outfits on a, you know, on an extremely small budget, like that shows a lot to me. Like there's clothes, that, like I, the, the pieces in my closet that I wear the most and are probably like my favorite pieces are the most inexpensive pieces I have, yeah. right? So I feel like even creating content on that, where it's like, you can come up with like a clickbait title saying, you know, uh, I got featured wearing a hundred dollar clothes or wearing a hundred dollar outfit, I should say. Like, that's pretty cool. I wanna see the outfit that you wore that got you a feature on High Cinebiety style. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty cool, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know, man, like I think people, like I said, they're just so easily influenced and they, they feel the need that they need to have a certain, uh, a certain, um, like style or a certain like wardrobe to just kind of like pop off. Like, I don't know, man, it's just, but I get what you're saying though. I honestly get what you're saying. Like it's people, sometimes they feel the need, Oh, I can't do that because I don't have uh, that, or I don't have enough money or whatever. Like it's, that's not the case, like in my opinion, but I, I see what you're saying though. Definitely, definitely. Um, again, you touched on this earlier. You're doing a really good job of touching on all of the questions that I have in like, <laughs> you're doing a really good job of that. So again, you touched on this earlier, but you're saying like, like the pandemic has given us an opportunity to be like more productive because we have all of this time. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering if you had any advice for productivity or for making the most of the time that we all have now. Um, yeah, like, like I mentioned earlier, um, you know, COVID's just given us a bunch of time and, uh, I, I don't honestly, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I think if COVID didn't hit, I don't think I'd still be making content on my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd really, um, still be posting on Instagram. Like I'm being serious with you. Like I, I, I was before COVID, I was working like 60, 70 hours a week and, I literally had one day to take fit pics and that was Sunday. And the problem with only having one day to take fit pics is that you're dependent on the weather. You're dependent on don't invite me to your birthday party. You know, you're, you're really relying on those things to not fall on that day. So I feel like, like I said, with COVID, you're just given a lot of time to be productive. You're given the time to really figure out what you want to do in life. And I, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like 
um, you got to really build a routine and you have to, to stick with the routine, whether it's, you know, a diet, whether it's working out, whether it's, you know, um, just doing like mental exercises to, you know, clear your headspace. Um, I think these are all things that, you know, we really need to do on a daily basis with or without COVID, you know, um, I feel like when COVID ends, I really, I extremely want to, you know, continue with my YouTube channel. I want to continue with my Instagram because I feel like it brings me like happiness. Like, I know it sounds kind of weird and like very corny and cheesy, but I enjoy doing it. And if it's something I enjoy, and if it's something that, you know, doesn't cause me stress, and it's the opposite of stress. Like if it, if I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, uh, in a better mental headspace because I'm doing it, I'm gonna continue doing it. Whether I have to sacrifice, you know, losing money at work or, uh, you know, maybe even finding another job to like, you know, uh, complement my uh, schedule. These are all things that you really need to consider. Um, if you find something you like doing, you should really run away with it and really do it and just be productive with your time and be productive with whatever you're doing in life. Um, yeah, man, that's really, that's pretty much all I would say about that. Definitely, man. Have you always been a morning person? Cause I'm jealous. Honestly, I have been, I have been. Uh, there was like, I feel like I'm into sports. Like I, I've been like an athlete, like my whole life. And one of the things I, I loved doing was waking up early in the morning at like seven or eight o'clock and catching sports center and watching like all the highlights. And when you're watching something that you love and it was sports for me, it just brings like, you know, a sense of like joy, you know? So I feel like I've just been so used to waking up in the morning and just going downstairs, whether it, I wasn't having coffee when I was younger, but now I have my cup of coffee. I watch my you know, morning sports, even though COVID, when it started, there was no sports. Um, I had to find another uh, morning routine. But I feel like, yeah, man, the morning was always good to me. Like, it, I always looked at it like my mom would always tell me, like, say goodnight because you can, anything could happen in your sleep, right? So when I wake up, like, when these things are in your head, it's like embedded, right? So when you wake up, you're kind of like, okay, like, I'm up and like, you know, Imagine how many people didn't wake up. So you, you have to take that into consideration too, where you have to be grateful. You have to, you know, just have a, a good mindset to start the day. Because if you wake up and you're in a shitty mood, I mean, I can't imagine being on the 410 at eight o'clock in the morning and you're like all pissed off and whatnot. That's, you know, like, it's just, it's a trickling effect, right? Like if I'm in a shitty mood, I feel like when I hop on the 410, I'm going to be like swerving in traffic and I'm going to like, you know, put myself in danger and, uh, I don't know, man. It's just, yeah, man, I'm a morning person. I'm also a night person too. Like, don't get it twisted. I'm not grumpy in the night or anything. I just, I feel like all throughout the day, I'm in, I'm in a good mood. I don't really have like anything to be uh, stressed out about or, or um, even like pissed off about it for that matter. So I feel like I'm, I'm blessed on, on that end for sure. 100% man, 100%. Yeah. I actually lied. I have one more question for you. I just thought. Yeah. Um, What's up? So like I'm reading this book called Atomic Habits and they, they talk a lot about like the way a habit is formed. And then that got me thinking about like New Year's resolutions and stuff. So like, first mm -hmm. of all, are you like a New Year's resolution kind of guy or not so much? I'm not. I'm not. Okay. okay. That, that, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. Because if you said you were, I would have had like a follow up to that. That's totally cool. Um, yeah. You know what? Like for me, New Year's resolution, um, 
it's it's great like it's a really good thing like to have a resolution to start off the new year right but I feel like I feel like that's just an excuse for I'm not trying to bash anybody that you know does the new year's resolutions or anything but I feel like that just kind of you know how many times I've heard people say oh in the new years I'm going to start doing this or this I'm going to start doing that and they do it for like a month or two and then they stop Mm. right I feel like why don't we look at it as maybe like a weekly basis? Oh, next week I'm going to do, or next month. Like, I don't really believe in like the the new year's being like, oh, I want to start off the new year, right? Like, why can't we start off the next day, right? You know what I mean? Where it's like, wake up in the morning and start your morning, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's just the way I look at it. Like, I, there's nothing wrong. If you had a new year's resolution and you stuck to it for the year, shout out to you, man. That's great. That's That's more props to you for that. But if you're the type of person that you see yourself on a yearly basis that you start off a new year, you're like, oh man, I want to do this new year right. I want to start off, you know, right, right diet, working out. And then all of a sudden, two months after you stop. And then when Christmas comes around, you're like, okay, you know what? This is my last big meal on Christmas day. New Year's, I'm going to, I'm going to turn it around. And then you find yourself like in this loophole, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, for me, I like to see it more on a daily basis where it's like, I want to start tomorrow or I want to do this tomorrow or I want to, you know, um, be a better person tomorrow. Like, that's just the way I see things. But what were you going to allude to, though, on from the book? Like, what were you going to? I was just going to say, like, uh, where am I now? So, like, if you are a New Year's resolution person, like, what are some of, like, and you have those goals that you want to hit by the end of the year, what are yeah. some of the practices that you're employing, like, on a weekly basis or a daily basis to ensure that you reach those goals? That's what I would have Mm-hmm. um well i think it's important you know okay i'm gonna i'm gonna use diet as a as an example um they say the first two weeks of dieting are the hardest because you're literally training your body to accommodate to a new lifestyle and your new lifestyle is the way you eat right so if you were like a, a three meal a day eater and then your new diet is, you know, intermittent fasting, and then all of a sudden you're eating once a day, the first two weeks of that are the hardest. Mm-hmm. So what I would really, well, I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a new year's resolution guy, but I mean, if you're really trying to stick into like the dieting aspect or working out aspect, I think it's really important to surround yourself with people that are going to push you to keep up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I feel like my brother, like when he started working out um, and my brother for like, you know, the majority of his life, he was a little bit more of a bulkier build, but when he sticks to something, he sticks to it, Mm -hmm. but I'll always kind of be there and be like, yo, like, did you work out today? And then sometimes you'll be like, no, like I'm too tired. I'll be like, yo, just go get a quick session in on the, on the treadmill or whatever, like 30 minutes or 15 minute, like power walk or whatever. Right. I feel like it's very important to have people around you that want to see you do better for yourself and they want to push you to do better. Right. Um, And I think it's also important to kind of create a schedule, Um, you know, whether it's on your phone, like an alarm, just saying, you know, at 3.15 or six o'clock, go do this. Uh, have it have an annoying ass ringtone or annoying ass alarm and just have that alarm just really trigger you mentally to want to do something you know 
Um, I mean, other than that, I feel like if, if you can't really use those things to help yourself, it, it's very difficult um, to stick to something well, like diet or like working out or, you know, making content for YouTube. Like you really need to have that like push. You need to really find that desire inside yourself to want to do those things. Um, so yeah, man, that's, that's kind of where I would, uh, draw that line there is, um, surround yourself with people that would want to do better, like to see yourself do better and just, you know, um, I don't know, man, use your technology around you, like your phone, your, I don't know, your TV. I know a lot of TVs nowadays, they have like, uh, this setting where if you're watching too, too much TV, it'll like shut off. And then a message will come up and say, oh, stand up or whatever. Like the, the Apple watch, they'll say, oh, stand up, go walk around the house or go walk up the stairs or whatever, you know? I mean, like if those are things that you need to help you do better then all for it, right? Go for it, you know? So I think that's a great way to uh, end the episode. I don't want to be like all Sean Evans hot ones here, but like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to give you the floor. Feel free to plug anything and everything that you have going on, man all right bro um yeah i feel like yo i feel like i'm on hot ones right now bro i feel like i got a movie coming out or something um yeah man uh instagram uh algovea a-l-g-o-u-v-e-i-a that's where i post uh all my fit pics and like my day-to-days i'll show like little snippets of like what i'm doing or whatever um and my youtube channel uh same plug a-l-g-o-u-v-e-i-a um my channel revolves around uh men's fashion and styling so if you guys are into that ladies whoever uh subscribe to the youtube channel because i post content weekly uh hopefully maybe daily who knows um but yeah man uh i can't plug my phone number because i don't want nobody texting me or whatever so that's pretty much all i got (laughs) it's all gonna be listed and linked in the show notes of the podcast as well appreciate it man